Hey everybody, join me, Aaron, and my good friend, Andy, as we get together to have a couple of beers and talk about science fiction and fantasy spaceships and vehicles. Yeah, you heard that right. All but the exception of Dune. We do not discuss anything from that stuff. So join us every week as uh, we go down this little rabbit hole. Let's find out. What do we think is really the coolest vehicle? Who knows? Tune in to Does Not Include Dune Podcast. Super special spooky Halloween 2019 edition. Uh, we're doing this. We've done this every year, haven't we, Cole? We have done this, if not every year, almost every year since we began the show. And we it's one of the few things that has uh, annual somewhere, you know, not necessarily uh, expressed, but certainly implied, that actually occurs annually. Yeah. And with us tonight, uh, you know, just all the time on the show and we couldn't be happier for it actually has joined us for other halloween issues of hey kids comics is eddie funky cole medina eddie (laughs) hello once again everybody you thought you got rid of me from last time but that's right nobody nobody wants to get rid of you eddie first of all (laughs) i don't know what we would do if we didn't have you you're our you're our rock you're our uh (laughs) You're the guy, um, and it is oddly enough a dark and stormy night on this. Uh, oh yeah, on this pre-Halloween evening here at the at the uh, JCU North headquarters uh, in the <laughs> Fortress of Solitude up here in the Great White Harry North. Um, so so far, I, I'm trying to remember all of the because Eddie, you and Colleen joined us as a Figments crossover when we did um, yeah. Cryptids. Yeah, yeah. In you know that was a go that we, we went camping for that one that well, was and we also had Eddie I think on the very first Halloween special we ever did which was Chick or Treat mm-hmm. oh we talked gosh, about yes. the, uh, <laughs> the the Chick tracks oh that was good <laughs> the, uh, oh my god I love that flew of candy my since I did you know we've never brought up that episode since I've been back on the show but a, a nice little postscript to that episode was. I posted it onto, you know, I shared it on my Facebook, and there's a gentleman on my friends list who fancies himself somewhat of a of a Christian comic book historian. Okay. And and in particular, a big fan of Jack Chick, so he shared the podcast to his page and to a couple of groups that he manages. Oh and wow! I, and I thought, well, hold, hold I, on. I have to remember that. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're going to like where this goes, yeah. but all right. You must not have listened to the episode. Oh, no. Hey, there's a show about Jack Chick and his tracks. And oh, no. actually did a podcast on Jack Chick? This is oh, unprecedented. No. 
and shared oh, it to no. several of his groups. That's nice. Oh, within yeah. within 48 hours, they were all promptly removed without explanation. <laughs> I, can <laughs> guess. That's... I can only guess he actually took the time to listen to it. <laughs> well, somebody wrote him and said, have yeah. you listened to this? And he went, no. Uh, it's... Listen, had you bothered to listen before you posted? <laughs> right. You might all have uh, taken oh. a different... <laughs> That's bad. I'm uh, Eddie. I'm sorry if I burnt any bridges. If this show burned any oh, no, bridges I, for you, I'm not. I want this show to burn bridges. Just burn <laughs> it all to the ground. <laughs> Wasn't that burn it fire? He just wanted to watch the world burn. Just, <laughs> well, this we are recording this on. Uh, what do they refer to it as? Devil's Night. So I'm reminded of yeah. Iggy Pop and the Crow, just yelling, <laughs> "Fire it up!" and <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a movie I need to watch again. Uh, so yeah, those are some of the topics we have covered. You know, other creepy topics on the show. We've covered uh, <clears throat> monsters uh, to some extent. We've covered uh, vampires. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we definitely covered vampires. Vampires! Teeth as sharp as new barbed wire. We got a great answer as to why, you know, dispelling the myth that vampires are good with money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. What? Yeah, I don't you, think I remember that part. Well, that just happened. We we just oh, yeah, we did our uh, Aubrey episode West, on, uh, Blade the Vampire Hunter on uh I'm Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Get you blood sucker. Uh-huh. And uh yes, it, we uh, finally gave closure to uh Andy's complaint that vampires seem to yeah. all really good they're all rich they're really good with money they must therefore be rich yeah so we got an answer to that which is basically that it's just a giant blood-sucking mlm (laughs) because when you turn people they give you their money and then they go out and turn people and they give them the money and then you get your cut and it's just a giant vampire pyramid scheme that yeah, makes you yeah. rich. <laughs> in fact, our Halloween specials past were in uh, 2016. We had Chick or Treat. 2017 was Creature Features, where we talked about, with Eddie, no de- no less. I'm telling you, he's been on all of uh, these. Gosh, they, uh, man, I guess I've been on more of these episodes than I remember. <laughs> it was about the comic characters who just can't go out in public because they're too creaturely. Uh-huh. And then in 2018... Uh, special number three was Suck It, where we talked about vampires. There you go. See? Eddie, you're a regular on the Halloween episodes. Wow. Who to, who to thunk it? I, Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> I, don't, Man. I don't think we had a guest for uh, for the vampire one, unfortunately. So. But that's okay. That's okay. So tonight we bring you... <laughs> we bring you were Andrew M. Helsing, like... A an apostrophe. That's a great name. That's a great I, name. Was he called <laughs> Houston? We are talking tonight. Cole came up with a brilliant topic, as he often does, more often than not. And tonight, we're talking about BAM. Cole, what's BAM stand for? BAM is not Emeril Agassi's signature phrase in this case. This is big ass. Monster. I love it. I love it. And I've been watching a lot of um, a lot of Big Mouth season three, so I just want to yell "Big Dick Boy" like really loud throughout this entire episode. <laughs> right. Now I've got to see it. 
that's that's just it's a it's a it's a it's a, uh, it's a catchphrase in this season. So oh every time gosh. I was doing research on this, I just was yelling in my alone in my house. Boy. <laughs> but regardless, yes, tonight we're talking about those giant giant monsters that were they're so prolific and were so prolific throughout um especially marvel but you know in all comics during the kind of during the kind of post-code comic book days um you know right after the golden age of comics as we got into the silver age we just had this onslaught of of giant beasts and monsters and just things that are bigger than they should be which is <laughs> yeah, and the, and the thing about it is, it's almost like this was a necessity. It needed to answer the postcode horror that horror had to become more uh, atomic age stuff. Well, and they and and what's funny is that's exactly what happened. Was and we've talked about on this show quite a bit, especially on the uh, story arc we did, where we went through kind of the 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 eras of comics where we went from the golden era and then we switched over to the silver age. And we talked about how in, you know, in the golden age, a lot of what we had were magic, you know, a lot of, a lot of magic characters, green lantern was, was magic based and not science based. And I believe the flash was magic based. And of course, wonder woman was magic based. All these characters were, were based in magic. Magic doesn't lend itself well to giant monsters. Oddly (laughs) enough. Um, also, like we talked about during that show, the Cold War, there was this real honest fear of, you know, a, of a, a nuclear holocaust and what it would do. And, you know, the the fear of mutation, quote unquote, the fear of making things giant. Godzilla, you know, a, a, a giant stomping lizard that was created by the atomic age. You know, all these things were out there. And this was comic books answer to that. Um, Absolutely, because it also reflects what's going on in popular culture as the shift from the classic gothic monster into the anything that walks or crawls or slithers upon the earth uh, is potentially atomically mutated into gigantism, uh, apparently. Eddie, do you have any favorite giant monster movies from that time period? Oh my gosh! Yes, the um, I'm gonna get the title wrong because this escaped me. The Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. That is, is that... absolutely correct. Oh, okay, I got the twenty. Okay, I was I was unsure about the twenty thousand part. In fact, about thirty five. No, actually, more than that. About forty some odd years ago, I met a um, a Texas based artist um, uh-huh. who did these amazing cellulose sculptures, and one of them was the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, and we saw him at a convention. Fast forward about 25 years at the time, mm-hmm. here I am seeing John Fishner's Beast from 20,000 Fathoms for sale at a convention. Yeah, like after the effect. And, you know, morbid curiosity sets in, and we had to go and ask this the woman whose table it was, and she was a family friend, and apparently, uh, you know, he had taken quite ill, and she was selling off yeah. elements of what he still had so in my collection now resides the very beast that i saw so many years earlier that's fantastic eddie what was it about that beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms that really caught your attention well i mean it was 
I mean, much like Cole and maybe you as well, Andy, you know, I grew up just being a nut about anything dinosaur related. And, you know, my family, we used to go camping at Dinosaur Valley State Park in Glen Rose. So it's like, <laughs> I just lived and breathed dinosaurs growing up. And the beast is very dinosaur like, you know, he's, he's, he's just got that reptilian, almost like T-Rex head. I mean, kind of more like a dragon as well. Uh, but yeah, it was just like the whole aspect of this dinosaur-like creature just terrorizing the the city. And you know, another one that's probably even more of a favorite of mine than the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms is the uh, Twenty Million Miles to Earth. Now that's one. Oh yes, the Emer. Yes, that's the one that really, as a kid, it just fascinated me and terrified me. And I, I, it's probably the aspect that really got me about that was he starts out small, yes, and continues to just keep going bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's about the size of a cat. Yeah, when they find him. Yeah, and he's like he's 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 kind of creepy, but not really intimidating at all, being that yeah, size. And then you start realizing the novelty's still there. Right, and then, <laughs> but then know, when he's like punch an elephant in the face size, right? Well, I mean, what really got me was when you start to realize that he's growing because they they I guess he was like cornered in like their barn or something, yeah. and then next thing you know he's as big as a horse, and then, yeah, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah, that was I mean, that's a that's a you know, a couple of decades later when I started discovering some of the Marvel big monster reprints you know i was thinking the the 20 20 million miles to earth creature could have fit in right along with that is all so these true. other marvel characters oh and, and fun fact about the beast from Twenty Thousand fathoms based on a ray harryhausen short story called the foghorn really i did and not know that the beast itself is a retosaurus a non-existent but real sounding dinosaur wow that's that's fantastic, man. Like, but that okay. So the one thing I wanted to address when I was you know looking into this, the first thing is, as scared as we are as a people, yeah, of the atomic age coming and like what that's going to mean, and you know at that time period, and then we had like movies like them, which were like, oh they, my gosh, yes, like, another favorite. Yeah, they're they're awesome, right? Like they're the stuff that you know, and and you know. I'm I'm certainly no spring chicken, but they're the stuff that my dad grew up with during during the you know the the heart of the atomic age, and yeah. the one thing that I think scares people more than that <laughs> is the ocean. Like you yeah. were like you were saying, like because here's the thing: you never see, especially in Marvel in DC with Aquaman, they kind of do a little bit better job of reining it in. But still, yeah. with DC, but especially Marvel, you've never seen Namor hanging out with a bunch of regular ass fishes. He's always <laughs> yeah. got, he's always got like, like I don't know, Cole. What are they called? Pe- uh, Petriodons? Like the giant underwater, like looks like a cross between an alligator and a big ass oh, alligator. Yeah, like it's like you know he hangs out with a talking Leoplerodon, Charlie. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's got, and then he's got, uh, what's, oh, what's the name of that thing, Cole? Come on. It's Giganto. Yes. Giganto is one of my all-time favorite comic monsters because of one of the earliest times I ever encountered 
the submariner (laughs) was when he used his giant cornucopia shell Uh and gave it a good blow and summoned Giganto (laughs) to come and wreak havoc upon New York City. And Giganto is like this mutant sperm whale man who I think part of as an adult what appeals to me about him as I've you know grown up with Giganto in the back of my mind is he becomes he's like the minotaur of the sea he's like some hideous uh, you know uh, crossbreeding of the gods gone awry is that the is that the creature that's on the cover of Fantastic Four number one no uh, that is old man's uh, minions oh okay okay the, the, the big one that's reaching out for the Fantastic Four yeah, because the mole man was their initial villain. Okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. If mole man, if mole man oh, isn't in the now, Fantastic man Four movie, is, I'm gonna riot. Oh, well, the thing about it is, mole man is the Namor of the Earth. Because that that creature is <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I'm asking the question, I'm looking up Fantastic Four. I guess that creature is also called Giganto. It's weird. There was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> they just you know, kept reusing the, the name. Is, that's why he was the Namor of the Earth. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, dirt. because it goes. Okay, I, sorry, it go goes. Ahead, Andy. I was gonna say it goes ocean, atomic age, and then just anything, any shit we can't see. That's what scares us. So if it's uh, under the earth, it's gonna scare us. If oh, it's yeah. in space, it is, it's gonna scare us. Though they were both villains of the Fantastic Four, Namor and Mole Man didn't necessarily talk to each other, but they had this kind of zeitgeist about naming <laughs> their creatures. And then that's not to be confused with Gigantus right. from the 60s, who was also a, as the name implies, a gigantic monster. Uh-huh. Gargantus. <laughs> it's really difficult because Gargantus was from the sea and may well have been a contemporary of Giganto. And I don't know where Gigantus come from. <laughs> well, hey, well, he's aquatic, man. Gargantus is another... Oh yeah, he he would have been a perhaps a friend to. Uh... <laughs> Can we talk for a second about Namor's cock shell there? <laughs> when we... he likes to blow. Yeah, does that only? It's, it's like a good two-handed grip on that cock. <laughs> yeah, does Alton Brown would have a real problem with this cock shell because it's really a single-use tool. Its sole purpose is to call that thing. Yeah. That's it. That's all it does. Yeah. Like he can, he can. Did, did, have we ever established whether he can talk to fish? I don't think so. Okay, okay, but you know that I one think he's thing. Sort of like, you know, he's able to get a lot closer to them because they're kind of accustomed to him. Like the old guy who sits in the park and feeds the squirrels. Eventually, they'll come right up and sit on his lap. Oh, yeah. so so you're equating him to like the old guy in the park? Oh, precisely. <laughs> and he also has there's also in Atlantis weighted chess sets in the park. Oh, he looks like weighted chess sets. Uh by the way, Gargantus looks like Fing Fang Foom of the Sea. So he's the tuna fish of of the Fing Fang Foom family. Well, that's so true. He's like well, the chicken fact, of the sea. In that one panel in the reference there's sort of a diving bell that's uh, tantalizing uh, Gargantus. Here, let me see if I can throw this into the chat so Eddie can <laughs> And it's sort of like, you almost want to see a, a sign on the outside that says, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> For those of you old enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. There you go, Eddie. Just just take a look at that guy. 
Oh, you're not kidding. Yeah, he's oh the big bang boom of the sea. That's what that's what he is. No questions. <laughs> we're just we're just recycling designs over and over again. It's well, like well, he's got those Mick Jagger lips, so he's right, got that. Guy. No doubt. <laughs> He's well, I mean, Mick it's Jagger, Mick Jagger, Jagger lives in the Samuel Jackson eyes. Oh, <laughs> no, my God, he does. Doesn't he? <laughs> nobody. OK, so nobody doubts the genius of Jack Kirby. That's no, that's no. period. Right. Jack Kirby is a, right. is a, a, a comic book creating God among men. He's a yeah. demigod. Um, great. But Jack Kirby's monsters, he often lead and I'm guessing it had a lot to do probably with deadlines and things like that, they often leaned toward the familiar for him, yeah. um, which is which is fine, but <laughs> but they all end up looking like Fing Fang Foom of the Sea at some points, I think. Oh, there are so many Fin Fang Foomesque characters out there. Uh, in fact, this is the Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> well, I guess technically Fin Fang Foom has fins as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's swim fin fang foom. Well, I mean, I think we'd be also be remiss while we're talking about, you know, things that come from, uh, uh, you know, because the assumption is that, that nobody, ain't nobody knows what's out in the ocean. Yeah. Right. There could be anything right. down there. There were also this period of time where it's much to, I'm sure, the delight of Eddie and Cole, and honestly to myself as well, that we leaned really heavily on the, the dinosaur. Yeah. So you had, like, Devil Dinosaur. Oh, one of my favorites. Who was a giant red T-Rex. Yeah. Then you had things like Droom, which Droom... Gosh, Droom. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Droom was Godzilla. Yeah, effectively, uh, Godzilla would duck feet. <laughs> he was he was man you're not lying <laughs> <laughs> in fact you can see oh elements of uh, the godzilla comics from marvel in the look of Drew in the 60s <laughs> uh, and he was known as, as he was drumada rex and literally like okay we need a monster well, Godzilla's hot right now. Well, we can't just take Godzilla and put him in our book. Yeah, give him some duck feet. He'll be fine. Right. Yeah, uh, look at the picture I'm looking at. They give him duck feet and Steve Buscemi eyes. <laughs> you got it. He's, he really is a sad. He's a sad monster. <laughs> similar to how the uh, movie Nosferatu tried to bypass the uh, yeah. Bram Stoker estate uh-huh. by giving their title character duck feet. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I mean. I, you gotta look close. Watch, uh, you know, here at Halloween, you're probably gonna watch a lot of classic horror movies, and you can see him just sort of waddling around on these big flippers, and it, it was very awkward. But a lot of people don't realize that was the go-to. Yeah, you just—that's how you got around it. That was your workaround back in the. Uh, the <laughs> well, that's that's true. That's actually the same um, concept that Rob Liefeld took <laughs> when he started. When he started yeah. start ripping off Marvel, his, you know, the Marvel characters, except he just gave them no feet, just puffs of, of smoke at the bottom. And listen, I didn't realize, I mean, I appreciate that Rob really wanted to get the word out and make sure we all understood about the many moving 
uh, and stationary bodies of water in the United States. Right. <laughs> but I also think that there's just a lot of people standing in it. It seems like their feet get super wet. That's right. Like, I mean, well, it's a waterways commission, uh, the U.S. Waterways Commission, in cooperation with Image Comics. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was at the forefront of you know the uh, letting people know of the dangers of the ice caps melting. He, you know? was, he was a oh, he was, true. He was truly a pioneer in global warming and climate change. <laughs> Can we talk right. for a second? About bamboo? I think we have to talk about bamboo. Eddie, are you familiar with bamboo? No, if you spell it, I might be able to get a little bit yeah, more familiar. Yeah, you should probably look up B-O-M-B-U, bamboo. Okay. You should, you should look up bamboo. Ex- I, I love the fact that, you know, the whole... <laughs> It looks like the it looks like the thing from Trilogy of Terror. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a combination of that and a uh, an Ultraman villain. <laughs> oh my god! For real? What is this? Bamboo's kind of coming at you. He, he's got that voodoo kind of charm. That oh my gosh! I think I think the most if endearing Kirby, part. If Kirby drew this as well, which he probably did, you got to give him credit for at least trying something. <laughs> different yeah that is a little out of his normal wheelhouse it was jack kirby by the way i mean what was it in these things that's true i i think it's pretty amazing he's a really endearing character in the sense that he he was sent from a from a far advanced alien civilization to gather (laughs) intel because they wanted to invade earth and he went native right he went he went all um he went all graystoke on that ass and went native, <laughs> and and then became a witch doctor. And my favorite thing about it is like the whole story revolves around how like uh, how like these two guys like discovered this lost tribe and Bamboo was there, and they tried to uh-huh. take his voodoo mask off, but it was his face. Oh, Bamboo. Oh. It's it. What's funny is I'm scrolling through literally, literally dozens of of pictures of bamboo and in every single one his arms are up in the air i am bamboo don't care right. in the room constantly that's his curse that's bamboo's curse it's you gotta wave your arms in your air like you just don't care he's <laughs> constantly he's, air, he's airing out the pits or something i don't know he's constantly at his niece's wedding just <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for oh the Cupid God. shuffle. Poor Bob Boo. Poor yeah. Bob Boo. He was sort of like the Night at the Roxbury of comics. <laughs> hey, man, that's a reference. <laughs> there... Okay. Yeah, Cole. We, we do have to talk about, you know, when we're talking about these, these crazy names, a lot of that, there was an interview I saw with um, Eddie's favorite comic creator, Jack, um, or Sam... Stan Lee. Really? Uh, <laughs> and he was talking about the the Marvel monsters. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, I, I'd come in and, and talk to, we would just write these stories. And I'd come into Jack and I'd just say a name like Dragoom or Drag. <laughs> And Jack would make these incredible monsters. So you literally you had Zutak, 
Oog, Sprag, Brutu, Orgo. My favorite, Googam. Google, if you're listening, Google Googam and Gawk at his incredible design, a very Kirby-esque. Mons- oh, I love Google. Oh. I didn't know that, that was his name. Gamdula. Gamdula was a giant... I, he's my favorite, uh, dude. Gamdula is my favorite. Gamdula the giant-ass mummy. So he's a mummy, except Serp- big. Oh. <laughs> except big. That's my favorite thing about Gamdula is like... Oh, it's, what's scary? Uh, mummies are yeah, mummies are okay. What can we do with that? Make him big? Like, how did you get a big thing to make a mummy out of? I know. It's like a mummified giant. It's that, so like the Egyptians found. They like found a, a dead giant. Maybe it's Goliath. Well, how do you spell that? Because I tr- I spelled it my way, and I just have a bunch of like uh, anime girls doing selfies now. Gom, I don't know what this... It's G O M. Gomdula. Gomdula. Okay. Okay, that's much better. I was like, I don't know what I ended up on, but it was a, apparently a selfie hashtag. <laughs> but, uh, it, okay, so he is literally a giant mummy. He's actually an alien, because aren't they all? Okay. Um, right. He, he looks like... What's wrong with aliens? Why can't aliens just do their own thing? Why are they going to come down here looking like witch doctors and giant mummies? You know... Now that I'm looking at it, I, I do I I am familiar with this Journey into Mystery cover that he's on. I've seen that several times over the years. The co- that's the cool thing is that the, all of the covers to these books, like as we're talking about this, you you're not you don't get the full force of it until yeah. you yeah. see the cover, and then you're like, oh damn, I've seen that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Once you recognize them for who they are, and you're like, oh my god, I've actually seen. Troll the unhuman. Yeah. Also, you can't because, discount the popularity that these books had back when. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I would have known who the heck Goomgam was, but once I put it into the <laughs> search, I thought, Oh my gosh, yeah, I know this this character. I, I've seen it several times because he always reminds me of like a Muppet or something. Yes. <laughs> he's got those weird little like arm. He's got the cookie monster eyes, but he's got the big head and everything. Yeah. He's got the cookie and then monster one of eyes. <laughs> one of my favorite names is, what is it, um, Tricephalus. I had that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, if you catch Tricephalus, it, right. it, it's cure. You get it, it's curable. But you get it from mosquitoes really... and not the way you think. Yeah. Well, that's, that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is the way you think, Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Which is horrifying that that's the first place your mind goes. Eddie, you're the real monster tonight. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Here's a bit of a stretch for Marvel. Thor. T-H-O-R-R. The unbelievable. I want to talk about... Two R's? (laughs) I want to talk about Corilla. Uh, Eddie, for your for your for your sake, it's K O R. It's like gorilla with a K. Okay. A gorilla. Gorilla was. Gorilla Deville. <laughs> yes, was in uh, a, a journey into mystery and monsters and creatures on the loose, but he's an eight foot tall oh, wow gorilla that's actually an alien, of course. Um, because an eight foot tall gorilla would be. Silly. But more than that, 
I want to talk about Corilla's uh, wardrobe choices. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> He's a gorilla, not a, a lion? He looks lionish to me. <laughs> I, he ain't a lion. I mean, Corilla <laughs> decided that Corilla was going to wear a. He's the Liberace of space gorillas <laughs> is what it really comes down to. He really is. That explains the candelabra. I mean, it's like Freddie Mercury when you figured out that he wasn't that he was into dudes. That's, that's you're like no, really, Corilla, Corilla. He was trying to gas radioactive gas the world. Him? Well, I mean, look at him. Yeah, 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 all right. I see it now. I see it now. Dresses like that, loves musical theater. You tell me. Matt Damon's playing him in the HBO miniseries. What what frightens me about this is the the phrase above this particular image, I was captured by Corilla. What does he want to do to this guy behind the curtains as well? (laughs) Don't pay any attention to what we're doing back behind the curtain. Well, the the comic vine bio of Corilla ends in the (laughs) saddest human way, humanly possible with they, um, he was defeated by a cabbie, not like the cabbie, (laughs) like it was a comic book character called the cabbie, which would be a great comic book character, by the way, mugger bill. It's defeated by just a cabbie, just a guy. (laughs) Aw, that's so sad. (laughs) Well, one of the ones that I absolutely love, it's from the Fin Fang Foom School of Naming. Sure. (laughs) From the 50s into the 60s, that era, Tim Boo Ba. Tim Boo Ba. (laughs) It's going down. I'm yelling, (laughs) Tim Boo Ba. (laughs) <laughs> Amazingly, Tim Boo Ba appeared in Amazing Adult Fantasy. You, you got to spell these things out, man. T I M B O O B A. All three three words. Tim Boom Ba. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know this this character too because I had the uh, Monster Menace uh, reprint. Ah, that very good. And yeah. what's really exciting is that. Tim Boo Ba yeah. was the inspiration for signs. <laughs> because he was destroyed by a glass of water. Really? Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Listen, it's not too soon. <laughs> no. You've had plenty of time uh, yeah, to either I, love it or hate it. And I mean, I, I seriously. Record, I love that movie. Yes. So I up. seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I seriously know this story. Because I had the reprint, and I read that reprint over and over and over again because it was just amazing. And I can see, you know, it's funny because I didn't discover these things, like I said, until like the 90s when they started putting out the reprints. Yes. But I think that speaks a lot to how well they were done because I was fascinated by these things. Even decades after they were created, you know, different time, different era, different mindset. But they were st- they're still very good reads and very well done. I mean, a lot of that is because the people, the men behind them that, that did it are legends. And also, don't get confused by the fact that sometimes there's some crossover in naming yeah. between in, of big-ass monsters because Titanos exist at Marvel and DC of both. Yeah. So that's kind of a nice reach around, no, reach Whoa. across the aisle. Reach around the aisle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, and the other thing about that is – they just the the themes are universal, so that they hold up really well over yeah. time. 
you know, we still have giant. I mean, what was the damn movies that just came out with Kaiju where we made robots and fought them? And, uh, yeah, uh, specific rim. Yeah, specific, this, that specific rim. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, that, that came out. Those movies are still, we have Godzilla movies being right. made for hundreds of millions of dollars in budget that have, yeah. you know, all, you know, these movies are still wildly popular. So, you know, it's still thematically um, right in our wheelhouse to be, to, to talk about these things and, and to think about how amazing they are. And these, this is the only, if you wanted to read a comic book back in the day, this is what you were reading. You didn't have a choice yeah. because this is what was being put out. This is what you got. And, and you've got these fascinating creatures like the brachycephalic goom who uh, is like a, a pug with a tremendous underbite. <laughs> That's not Lockjaw? <laughs> no, it is Goom. And Goom has, has fought the Hulk. He's, uh, and he's got these like really awkward wings and kind of a corduroy body. What? <laughs> Listen. Oh. Did Goom? He's got like flesh wings. It's it's oh okay, it's I see it now. Squished in face, yes. Did yeah. did Goom ever fight? Goom. Did Goom ever fight Mr. Morgan's monster though? One would hope. Eddie, just do me a just do me a quick solid. Look up Mr. Morgan's monster. <laughs> is this a Marvel thing? This is a, it is a strange. It's a strange tales thing. It's Mr. Morgan's monster. Yes. Could be one of the most. What is that? Yeah, it could be one of the most insane character designs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what is this? It's, I'm Rock Baby. Give Rock Baby a hug. <laughs> He's got like the Watcher's head. He's got, <laughs> with, like, what is this? With his little baby arms and baby legs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so good these monsters were so good because they were being created so quickly that that, that, that you get this the craziest designs and they're so awesome if if it, and and so many of them wear un, like briefs oh they got to yeah 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 you know fin fang foom with his orange or purple underwear in the size one million well yeah and Gargantus, I think we brought him up earlier. He had the little briefs on too. Yeah, I think I think... you're just a big creature. What do we care if you're wearing clothes or not wearing clothes? I mean, I think like even... I didn't wear clothes. I think yeah, Goom was wearing a a, a little uh, a pantaloon of some listen, kind. Listen, but... listen, man. Nobody wants to see Moomba's Moomba swinging around. <laughs> That's so true. While he's striding mightily like a titan above you. Oh my gosh! In Strange Tales, they did a, a, uh, an issue where they had a giant scarecrow. It was it literally is just a, like a Godzilla-sized scarecrow walking around with That's like horrifying. a big purple jumpsuit. They did everything. They did do everything. That's horrifying. And you, you're saying, Andy, they just because of time constraints and all, they just crank these things out. And I think that's why these all these decades later, these uh, designs fascinate us because. Had they had the, the luxury of going back and tweaking them, they probably wouldn't have been as awesome. As <laughs> I know, exactly. And I, I think it's just a testament to the wonderful design sensibility that Jack Kirby had. Anything was possible. And check out the brute that walks. 
Yeah, the brute that walks is pretty awesome, actually. I love the brute that walks because he's got this weird, like, underarm hair that's like the underside of his entire arms that gives you the idea that it kind of puts you in the mind of a Davy Crockett buckskin. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when I did the search, I accidentally left the E off of Brute, and I just had a bunch of images of wine come up <laughs> of <laughs> champagne. I thought he was wearing okay, scrubs I... in some of those oh, images. Just... Yeah, it looks like he's fresh from the hospital, like from a, a Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman Memorial Hospital scrubs. <laughs> well, like, it looks like he's wearing like the, the head. Like, there's one image yeah. of the brute that walks. It, make, it looks like he's wearing like the, like the the band the, the the doctor's bandana that they wear, uh -huh. the surgeon's uh -huh. you know the, the, the surgeon's hair cap, as well as like the scrubs. And yet, like, like his arm hair, his arms are so hairy that they like came out of the scrubs. Like he just got done scrubbing <laughs> up, and then a bunch of cops started shooting at him, and he's like, "I'm trying to save a life over here." It's on NBC next season. <laughs> <laughs> happens at Mount Sinai Hospital alright and one of the right. things that's funny or really remarkable about this period is you had so many titles like monthly titles that were monster based but I think that's why it yeah. happened like Kirby was just churning these things out and then like the the end of whatever that uh whatever that publishing that TV publishing house they would come off and like and like go into the air and like slowly go to the floor and then some page would come by and pick them all up and put them in a closet and they were just getting churned out so quickly that yeah that you know nobody ever went like Eddie said nobody ever went back and looked at him until, like, years and years and years later. And I'm sure at some point Kirby looked at these and went, all right, well, these exist. They're out there, so I'm just... Yeah, I, I was high. I don't know what I was doing, you, but I'm done. You know what uh, I find fascinating in looking at all these covers? Because in these searches, what I'm this is already the third time it's come up, and The Brute That Walks is one of them, where they originally came out, originally, like, in Journey Into Mystery for this one, and then they reprinted it later as Where Creatures Roam in the late 70s or mid-70s. They I actually guess, went yeah. and actually redrew the cover. It's not just – like with Sergeant Fury, because since I, I have a big run of those, I realized that at one point they were just reprinting them, but they were just using the same cover. Like everything was the same, just – you know, uh, you know. but on these, they're actually redrawing the same cover from – Journey into Mystery to Where Creatures Roam. It's the exact same thing, but just redrawn. I think that's kind of taking it that one extra step, and they could have just reprinted it full with cover and all. But I think they yeah. wanted it to look new so it would sell. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> and then just it's, the in, in, and then just inside was just the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what's so weird that they would take the time to actually pay someone just to redraw it exactly. Just, <laughs> it was an intern, you know. It was. They weren't paying that oh, guy. Yeah. They weren't paying that poor guy. It was, a, it was that. It was that new intern, Jim Shooter, before he made a name for himself. <laughs> exactly. Like Jimmy, grab your pencil. Before he found coke. Right. <laughs> it changes everything. It really does. You become the editor in chief of Marvel. Things go better with coke. The monster from Mars. Isn't that what that here. song was about? Did he eat guitars? Well, it, it, we started out with Automobile. Oh, right, 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 sure. Uh, but the, the monster from Mars I find really interesting because it 
combines a lot of Kirby-esque elements, but yet has some sensibilities of the uh, the 80s Godzilla's gang toys from Mattel. Sure. Also, and he just fact, looks like he's constantly yelling, somebody kill me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody of... kill me! Guitars taste terrible! I'm forced to eat these guitars! <laughs> Damn you, Debbie Harry! <laughs> the curse of Debbie Harry! He also looks like he's constantly yelling at George Costanza. <laughs> it's, it's the Jerry Stiller monster. <laughs> The Jerry Stiller monster. <laughs> that's probably the most awesome thing that's going to be said tonight. No. The Jerry Stiller monster. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do love. Oh. I do love the, some of the on the nose things too, like the things on Easter Island, which are just the things that live below Easter oh. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like they. Their bodies had been buried underneath the soil all that time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, Giganto, the the uh, the one from Mole Man, uh, kept tickling their feet. <laughs> he kept coming up. That's why. That's why they were mad. Is he kept coming up? And also, like the two-headed thing, like it's just another Kirby monster, except it has two heads. Two. <laughs> like way to go. Not out of the park, baby. Out of the park. Um, I'm not feeling so hot today, Jack. Uh, how about the thing with two heads? How about heads? we just call it the thing with two heads? That'll be good. We'll just call it that. This time next week, I'll probably come up with something like Bombo. <laughs> oh, there you go. I didn't have time but on that, the train. That, what's, what's so funny is that was probably the first Marvel uh, property to be adapted into a movie. Because that became the thing with two heads with Raymond. Ray Milan and Rosie Greer. Ah, that's right. Oh, hey. hey. Here's one that's... Those of you who've seen the movie will know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> the white bigot's head onto a soul brother's body. <laughs> here's one that I think... Here's one that I think blows people's minds because I don't, I don't think they know, right? And that's Groot. Because yeah. Groot started... He wasn't always the, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy character. He started as a, a monster. He started in Tales to Astonish yeah. in 1960. Um, yeah. And I also didn't know that Groot was the Dutch word for large. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I, I was aware he started out as a Kirby, giant Kirby monster. Yeah, but I don't know if a lot of people know that. You know, I, I know a lot of people yeah. know you know know him from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, so what did they call him in Guardians of the Galaxy in the translation in the Netherlands? They called him large. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I am large, large. But yeah, well, and over there they just they just call him Biggin. They call him Biggin. <laughs> they call him Big Dick Boy. Big Dick Boy. <laughs> he's, got big, he's got the big. He's got the big wood. They call him Big Wood. <laughs> I guess it stands to reason. They yeah, call him since he's wood with two C's the whole time. <laughs> I think that the, the most awesome thing has been supplanted by an even more awesome thing. <laughs> I am I gotta, I gotta, Oh, my God. I got to say, it's funny because as y'all are throwing all these names at me, and I'm quickly putting them into the search, I'm noticing there's someone who goes by the name Studio Genesis that have done 
Marvel Legends scaled customs what? of most of these what? monsters. Wow. What? Holy crap. All right, this shows it a full stop now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all looking up good, Studio Genesis. And they, it's like, this is like the fourth one of theirs that they've done of one of the names you've thrown out at me tonight. Customs by Studio the, Genesis. All right. Let's see what they got. Sculpted by Studio... Erwin De La Cruz. There's Mangog. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's as I'm Holy clicking on their shit. thing, there's a ton of them that they've done. Wow. Wow. Studio Genesis, I've got a show that you should be on if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> the two-headed thing. Holy crap. Yeah, and, they're, and he's, they're doing them in Marvel Legends scale. That's what's crazy. All right, so here's a question, since we're, 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 yeah. we're getting there, right? We're... How, how do we get our hands on these? Well, I think they're one-offs, <laughs> number one, so I, I, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to be able to. But if you could have those you know, two-scale Marvel Legends, since we're all collectors of any of these monsters that we're talking about tonight, what would you want? Devil wow. Dinosaur, easily. Devil oh, Dinosaur. yeah, Devil Dinosaur is huge. I mean, has, was it the uh, HasLab needs to do a Marvel Legends Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. Well, and I, I think yeah. that, you know, that's a gimme. And I also know that, that whatever that... Wait a piss on our no, parade. No, 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 I think everybody wants... I want it. <laughs> I, I'll give you another choice. Just give me a, a minute to think about them. He did an org, or, or an orgo. He did an orgo. Holy... This is insane. This guy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Holy. That's what I'm saying. It, it's insane, the stuff that, you know, y'all were throwing these names at me, and I kept seeing these. Dear Lord, stuff. he did Tricephalus. <laughs> this guy is amazing. If you haven't seen this guy's uh-huh. work, I free, free shout out to this dude. Look up his crap. That is incredible like this guy is doing the this guy is doing the action figure custom lord's work for monster fans over here (laughs) (laughs) truly he is i mean so yeah i'm gonna have to go back and review my big ass monsters because i'll tell you there's some i just have always loved and to think somebody has given them the love they deserve yeah right thank thank god for that guy um Yes, Devil Dinosaur, 100% number one on my list. <laughs> There's a huge part of me that just wants a droom with his little stupid duck feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, Studio Tricephalus, if you're listening, <laughs> we need duck feet. Just just do duck feet. That's all you got to do is grab a Godzilla and give him duck feet, and I'm on it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're done. done. You've, you've done your job. Um, there was one that I really was interested in, and I believe... Go ahead. On a personal level, I just have to say, it'll never happen, but Giganto. Done Kirby style. I've seen Giganto in other styles where they try to make him a little more, if you can make him sensible at all, as a giant, um, you know, bipedal sperm whale with baby hands, uh, but... (laughs) Baby hands... I want to. I want a real like Kirby esque. You know, draw from that Kirby inspiration and give us Giganto would be amazing. And okay. I would be surprised if it's already been done by this customizer. With, go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say. I think you know, aside from Devil Dinosaur, if I had to pick another one, I'd I'd want in a Marvel Legends scale. I might actually go with the brute that walks, just because he's kind of Bigfootish. Oh yeah. And it's just it's just kind of cool with those those big ears and all. 
It's you won't believe what I just found. The custom of Bomboo. No! He did Bomboo! Wow. Oh, no, I gotta, I, I have one, but now I gotta look it up just to see it. Um, so there's, I want a custom of, there is a, there is a character that we, he did do a Bomboo. Damn it. Look at him. Um, <laughs> that we haven't talked about tonight that I actually, that, that bears absolute mentioning that I want a Marvel Legends of because of what they're doing with translucence and the effects now. And that's oh, Zack. Yeah. Oh, yes, Zack. The, from Save the, yes, Save by the yes. Bell? Zack Morris from well, Save by the a, Bell. It was an electricity monster in the Marvel Universe that started its own arts and crafts store. And then it died out after the pog boom. <laughs> Zach was ZZZAX. Zach's was in. Wait. ZZZ. Okay, I see it now. How am I supposed to know that? Or <laughs> just three Z's, really? Oh, that is a cool looking. Yeah, he yeah. Thought, like, he was big in the Hulk because he was like an energy monster. So he could, like, shock yeah. the Hulk, you know, and, and do all kinds of stuff. Shock the whole Shock the whole But like a big ass that like a build a figure size like a like the apocalypse yeah. size like Vax would be I think there has been an action figure. It, it is, I'm looking the at Vax. it. There there was a there was one from Toy Biz, nineteen ninety seven. It looks horrible. It's awful. It looks absolutely horrible. Oh yeah, it's dreadful. Wow. But I want a new one. Like like really well done. Like Molten Man from um from the Spider-Man thing, but that yeah. size. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, just big ass, like, translucent, see-through, you know, all kinds of stuff coming off of him, like, that kind of Zax. That's uh -huh. what I want. I, I think that would be a good... It's a safe bet, too, because it's a fairly popular character. I think everybody would get it. Um, oh, yeah. I think he's well-known enough. Certainly was well-known enough 20 years ago to make that dreadful figure. <laughs> 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 I want Orgo. You want Orgo. Orgo. O-R-R-G-O. You want Orgo. Orgo combines the sensibilities of Gukam and, <laughs> and Does he? Does he combine the sensibilities of Gugam? <laughs> and Goom. Is, is he the one with the, the big little orphan yes. anti eyes? Yeah. He's got the giant headlight eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that that like is a, a cool character. He's a big face, basically. Yeah, With basically. arms and legs. He's just <laughs> he's he's like you put him on a put him on a rolling board, and he would be great in uh, Freaks. Yes, I'm noticing a lot of these names. They're one just of us. One of us. They're just doubling up letters, like Orgo. Holy crap! Oh, yeah, he Sur did Orgo. Serpo has two S's at the beginning. It just, they're just doubling up letters oh, yeah. a lot of times. He actually did a Gorgo. Did he? An or, or an Orgo, rather. Did he really? What hasn't he done? And how is he doing he it? Made, he made right. it like Orgo is right. kind of angry. So he didn't really capture the orphan Annie eyes as well as I'd like. But it's still kind of fun to know that, you know, this guy has given love to characters nobody remembers but us. Well, Marvel did a Monsters Unleashed miniseries not oh, yeah. too long ago um, where they brought back a lot of these monsters. It was a slow week in the bullpen. Um, 
they brought back, you know, all of kind of the the big in 2007. It was only two years ago, and they brought back uh, all of the the monsters. They kind of just came back to Earth, and then everybody had to fight them. I actually bought that because I'm like, holy crap! I need this in my life. Yeah, like you know, you had the Avengers, um, you had the X Men, you had uh, the you know Wakandans, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the Inhumans, everybody was the, the champions, everybody was fighting giant monsters. So, like, they brought back a lot of these things to into the into the zeitgeist, so I think a lot... Of, and th- here's the thing. We can sit here and drag all the way these monsters <laughs> look, right? But they're... They have appeal. They're cool. They're, they're cool-ass designs. Like, Eddie, you're, you're a creator, Right? You would create uh-huh. something yeah. like this. Like if somebody was like, "We're doing a monster, we're doing a monster comic. I need you to do a monster comic." You would do something like this. Actually, it's funny you say that because I have that in the works right now. Really? I'm, oh my I'm, god! I'm literally up to 42 monsters for a monster omnibus I'm putting together. Ah! I am not kidding. Damn you! <laughs> Anything you want to share? Here you, you thought you were because I want to know what you're working on. No, no, that's that's. I mean, I'm. Wait, the reason why I came about it was one of these challenges where one of my artist friends challenged, let's all do a monster a day for the whole month. So I have a lot of these floating around somewhere, probably on my Instagram somewhere uh, from several years back, and I had so much fun with it. Every so often, if I was bored at a convention and I was slow, I started sketching out more of these monsters, like in a cartoony fun style, not anything like Jack Kirby. And like I thought, wouldn't it be kind of cool just to just let my imagination go and just create these off the wall creatures and just stick them all in like in a big comic book. Like just like, you know, the old school GI Joe order yeah. battle where each page yeah. thing, just something like that. So I'm actually working on that now and I'm up to like 40 something, uh, monsters, maybe more. I, I kind of lost count after a while. That's awesome. So <laughs> that's great. So who knows if you'll ever see the light of day, but it's definitely there, inked, ready to go. That's so great, man. <laughs> see, there you go. All right. Well, I Halloween, Halloween 2019 is coming to an end. Um, so we need to wrap this up. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts on big ass monsters? I've got two things I want to say before yeah. we exit out. One, in researching for this, being a huge Godzilla fan. Um, and no, I'm not going to talk about Godzilla versus Barkley because I think we brought that up on Super Turbo <laughs> Sports Balls. But uh, I found out that IDW uh, a few years back did this mini series, this five issue mini series called uh, Godzilla: The Half Century War. Yes, they did. And it's such a cool concept. Every issue is ten years apart from the prior one. That. So the first issue. Yeah, the first issue starts off where Godzilla makes his presence known. Then the next issue is 10 years after that. And apparently the fifth issue is like apocalyptic era. So I'm thinking. And, and did it follow like a family? I, I'm not what, sure. Like I just found out about this. Through the, I, these decades. It could be. It's just I thought it was such a cool concept that every issue is 10 years apart from yeah. the other ones. So I'm going to definitely find the half century war and, and read that kind of, uh, starting with marvel uh there are all kinds of collections uh there's the the black and white uh, essential godzilla king of the monsters but 
you know, Marvel put Godzilla in the Marvel yeah, Universe. He's canon. Yeah, he's there, baby. And then they pitted him against all manner of crazy creatures. Yeah. There was, like there's this I think it was Doctor Demonicus or something like that who was creating his own Keiju before we knew what that word was here. And he was uh, like sending them out and one of my favorites that I would love to see uh reproduced somewhere in some fashion uh, because Marvel would own those characters. They can't own Godzilla, but they would own all the monsters. Yeah. Was this one that had this like trifurcated tail that it would whip around like a helicopter blades. Nice. It had these little bitty like T Rex arms that just terminated in tiny little spikes. So he didn't have any fingers or anything? No, he just well, he just basically had two little tiny finger hands. And then this giant like Enterprise saucer section face that was <laughs> just opened up almost completely like a clam. And I think it had either one eye or three eyes or something like that. And just rows of Kirby-esque pickets of teeth um, on top and bottom. And it would sort oh. of fly along and then bite Godzilla on the head. <laughs> and ultimately, uh, Zilla pulled a, a very uh, kind of Greek classical hero move and just grabbed it by the neck and by the tail and just kept pushing until the tail chopped the head off. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah. This was a, in, a, in a code-approved book? They were yeah. monsters, dude. <laughs> they were monsters. Yeah, who gives a rat's yeah, ass true. what monsters do to each other? They deserve to die in the code's point of view. Right, I guess so. <laughs> okay, I got one more thing uh, I wanted to I have a friend, um, Humble Brad. He's a comic artist. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have a friend. One more thing before we go. I, I have a friend. I'm I'm popular. <laughs> God, just kidding. Go ahead. Really? <laughs> I wasn't actually was going funny. in that direction. You know me so well. I was going to make a joke of it. Okay, so Graham Nolan, the guy who co-created Bane. I was going to make a joke that he's he's not a well-known. You may have not, you may not have heard of him. But anyway, Graham Nolan, he he did that series Monster Island uh, back I think back in the 90s or maybe in the 2000s. And it was just a mini series. It's basically about a couple people that get literally get stranded on a monster island with these big kaiju things that attack them they have to survive well he re he he did a kickstarter where he's remastered them and collected them into a giant like coffee table size uh book size hardcover nice. and he's following it up with return to monster island so like 20 years after the fact he's working on the sequel to the miniseries so I, I was able to get in on the Kickstarter, so I'm anxiously awaiting my two oversized hardcovers of Monster Island, and it's it falls literally into this exact vein that we're talking very about. Very much so. Godzilla number 13 has this very creature on the cover. Godzilla Let's 13. Let's look it up. Uh, Mar Marvel's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, number 13. Yeah. I love it. And the show goes quiet while we're all like, oh, Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Anxiously trying to find. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, look at him. Look at him. Yeah. Isn't that it's, a great creature? Like a, it it is. Venus flytrap. And then it was like this weird, like, turtle rhinoceros slug thing <laughs> and a big giant worm with a 
face full of teeth. They're just like, throw anything you got at it. What ideas do you have? Oh, yeah. Like, his head's like the saucer of the Enterprise. <laughs> I told you. I, it was amazing. Cre- I love that creature. I'd love to find somebody who's a good sculptor who could build I think that you know up for one. Me. And that, I think, <laughs> turned out, those were from an alien world that Godzilla got sucked to. And then... Uh, Dr. Demonicus's creatures were more like giant insects and some weird uh, reptilian thing that puts you in the mind of a basilisk from Dungeons and Dragons. I think what's funny about Godzilla in the Marvel Universe is Godzilla in our standard kind of universe, right? Like in, in our lives, if Godzilla showed up just, you know, in our backyard, we would lose our damn minds, right? Oh, if yeah. Godzilla shows up in the Marvel Universe... Everybody's just kind of like, oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't worry about it. The Avengers and X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the Champions and the Defenders, and yeah, everybody's got it. Don't worry about it. Somebody somewhere will <laughs> it's see not, this. like, super exciting for <laughs> for them. Just like a weird concept. Yeah, so and, this, uh, that issue had the... Uh, I just sent you guys the picture of one of the other monsters. Triad, it's just a sad-looking monster. Like it's, it's, it's like it's got a, a turtle head, but its <laughs> eyes are on stalks on either side of its neck. So it's just really, it, it, it's meant to look less dangerous than it is. Yeah, it's it, it just that's, wants to go home. That's like um, that's like what was the name of the what? dinosaur in the. Uh... <laughs> The never-ending yeah, story? Yeah, not the never-ending story. The the Because um... that's what this reminds me of, is okay. that creature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there was some, like, depressed turtle in that, wasn't there? Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's what – we need to uh, at least give some mention to Godzilla because it brought a lot of uh, creatures into the Marvel Universe, including yeah. Godzilla fought – Biggest foot, I would call him, for lack of a better Biggest foot? <laughs> Please tell me that's really the name they gave it. I wish. It was, uh, what was his name? Okay, well, in that case, you I, I think it was name. called Yetriger or something like that. You own the name you Biggest to, Foot. Yeah, so I'll it to you. We have to work on Biggest Foot versus Manchester. <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. But I found the biggest a, foot. Biggest foot. That's awesome. We can't forget I, that one. Not a picture of biggest foot. It's a poor image of the cover. But there's Godzilla and Red Ronin fighting biggest foot in the yeah. Grand Canyon. <laughs> biggest foot. That's awesome. I think Marshall, Will, and Holly are in a little rubber boat there in the foreground. Right. That's what I was thinking too. Biggest foot. Is that not the biggest foot? Okay. Cole, you've got you've to gotta send this image. you got to post on Facebook and tag Wesley Ure and uh, Kathy Coleman. Yes! Oh, my God, I'll, I'll track down a better image of that. Cup. Yeah, you, you, I'm sure I'm sure you can get it off of, of mycomicshop.com or something, you know. Uh, oh, my God, that's, that's there, funny. There, you know, but go I, ahead. I bet you those guys. I bet you those Godzilla comics are are actually really good because I forgot Doug Munch uh, yeah. wrote them all. And all that's right. really yeah. a heck of a writer. I mean, he gave us some of the best yeah. Batman stories there are. They are actually very good. Uh, there's a couple that just drag. Like there's one where he's wandering around Nevada. Uh huh. And it just kind of slows. Is that, the, is that the stampede issue? 
That is the stampede issue. I saw that. Well, I was like, yeah, but that that looks exciting. He's chasing after a bunch of longhorns. <laughs> yeah, it's like having a little beef snack there. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. All right, all right. We got to wrap this up. Yeah, I check this out because I I bought the uh, the was it, the essential Godzilla just because it's so much fun, and my little brother was obsessed with Godzilla back on. Those were brand new. So and they, they actually were able to collect those, even though the rights were all tied up for years and years? Yeah, apparently they were finally able to do that. I don't know if they ever did a, one in color. Yeah, I was going to say, if they did a hardcover omnibus of that, because I know they did two monster omnibus uh, hardcovers, where it was all the old Stan Lee, Jack Kirby monsters that we've been talking about. And those are those are massively big. Yeah. And so I've, I've always thought, man... Wouldn't it be cool if they did a, a hardcover omnibus of of Godzilla? Well, I'll, you know, I'll have that... to loan you my copy because it, it's it's fun to look at and and read. And then of course you got two issues with Biggest Foot. I mean, it's possible that they have you know mouse money to throw at it because for years we didn't think we were going to get any uh, reprint hardcovers of Master of Kung Fu because of Fu Manchu. Oh, and that's so lo- true. And lo and behold, we have we have those in, in print again. So, you know, who knows? Anything's possible. But yet regard there is for you. Yo, I see it now. Oh, yet God, regard. let me look at this, and then we're the biggest Bigfoot of them all. How do I not know about this already? I know. I was like, dang, I got that just popped back into my memory. I thought, oh, my God, you dig it the most. And he's, <laughs> I like that Yetrigar. Is that Yetrigar in the image above, too? Where he. Yes, well, he was in Where two he's issues. Just kind of like oh, I'm here too, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awesome. Uh, all right, all right. So, the show by pointing out that Eddie thought he had nothing right. to contribute. I, I know. I was about to say that. I was. I'm so glad I ended up doing this because I really was going to bow out of this issue, not thinking I don't have much to contribute. And good night. This was fun. This was a whole heck of a lot Isn't of fun. It, I mean, the, the thing is, these, these comics were so prolific and so all over the place that, you know, there, there's right. so much. We didn't even honestly scratch the surface. Some of the, you know, we just talked oh, kind no. of about the way that they looked and, and the way that, you know, and their names and things like that. The origins of some of these guys is amazing. Like, yeah, well, that, exactly. we, we didn't even mention like Atlas Comics, which had a lot of right titles stories where there would be like you know the core concept of the story was that this island is a giant ass turtle (laughs) right or this planet is a giant ass turtle or i know there were so many big ass turtles (laughs) and a depressed depressed turtle at that (laughs) that's right but i i I mean i can't get it speak to anything of it but just from memory of thinking about old issues of of it, but it seems like Challengers of the Unknown had a bunch of big oh, monsters. Yeah. In it you for too. sure did. You are correct, sir. This. And of course, you could always count on Namor conjuring up all kinds of giant lights. <laughs> like, oh, look, it's the giant crabs and lobsters, and right. The giant sunfish didn't really help the land assault that much, but. Right, they weren't very good out of the water, which is what always cracked me up whenever he decided he was going to invade Earth, like like the he was going to in, invade the land dwellers, <laughs> like 
Yeah, exactly. They get out, out by like the uh, lower uh, east side, and all of a sudden, all the crabs and lobsters are f- frothing away as they suffocate. It's, just, it's like, think about it, man. They're poor little gills overstressed by trying to survive on land. Like, you didn't think of that, did you? Then they had to put them on the... Uh, you know, hitch them onto some of the subways so they can get them back down to the coast quicker. <laughs> all right, all right. Eddie, do you have anything to plug? you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, just check out our podcast. The first one being Figments, the Unexplained Mysteries podcast, where we talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to kind of get that done by the next show. So you can- oh, my gosh. Uh and she's so, yeah, Figments is the first Sunday of every month at 9.30 a.m. Central at DallasOnAir.com and on Facebook Live. And on the first and third Sunday, you can catch me and Cole on the Rancor Pit Live, our Star Wars podcast, at 10.30 a.m. Central, also at DallasOnAir.com and Facebook Hell Live. Hell yeah, Cole, hit it. Yeah, and preceding that, on the third Sundays of every month, uh, taking on the, uh, the slot that Figments has earlier in the month is Isle of Toys, A-I-S-L-E, where I am a guest in general. We'll talk about all manner of toys, and uh, that also goes out on the Facebook Live on the Isle of Toys page on Facebook, so be sure and check that out. And we're, of course, coming to you from the Jedi Cole Universe at JediCole.com, and you can uh, write to us at jcumail at yahoo.com, and... uh, Andy takes care of all the uh, the young I've been people doing stuff. a horrible job with that, so I need to get better about it right now. But, um, yeah, you can find us at HK Comics Show on the Instagrams, Twitters, and the Facebook. Um, yeah, that's I think that's uh, about it. I don't know that there is anything else besides to say um, buy, collect, and enjoy your comics, especially uh, if you can find those collected editions of those giant monster comics because they're amazing. Oh, exactly. And join us in about four more days because we're going to have kind of a deliberate delay getting the next issue, regular issue of the show out because we want our timing to be rather than, you know, a few days early. Uh, Andy had the brilliant idea. Let's just make it the day of. Join us on the 5th of November for Fox and Hound where we talk about V for Vendetta. There's a lot of research going into this, so it's going to be real history heavy. That'll be fun, but we we are we're not going to spoil it. But we've got a great guest. Um, it's going to be a hell of a show. Um, we are going to have a great time. And, so, and yes, we will be covering Joker on an upcoming episode. We will, and I'm going to make my pitch again, like I did to you two the other day, which is just a different Joker every a different Joker movie every <laughs> every year. year. Um, all right, so <laughs> my collect enjoy your comics. Uh, say good night, gentlemen. Good night, gentlemen. <laughs> That's great. Um, And we'll see you very, very soon for more Hey Kids Comics. That's the call of Biggest Foot. I'm here too. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm these feet. I don't know why you sound like Nick Cage there. Oh, I'm Biggest Foot. Oh, no. Biggest Foot. We gotta get Thomas Edison's trifocals. (laughs) 